Cast, bringing you news with a socialist bent. Beautiful Mission District, San Francisco. Uh, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, will be here momentarily. I believe it. I believe in it. I believe in her. I, I need her. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in the world. I've been um, burning the candle at both ends, doing a lot of comedy lately, trying to hit up a lot of open mics. I'm calling it the Pam Benjamin personal PR tour, trying to go out there and be like, look, I'm deep here. <laughs> I'm not just a mutiny radio every day, all the time, doing comedy over here. So today might be a little unprofessional, Altacast listeners, depending on when Latoya gets here. You can always give me a call, 415-550-0511. I got a call from, a text from Alex of these bastards saying, hey, can we come on and promote some stuff? And I'm like, every Wednesday. These Bastards is a great punk band in uh, San Francisco, Oakland area. I saw them at, uh, I've seen a couple times. They're great. I love their shirt too. It's it's the Golden Girls. Uh, Anyway. So, hey, now's the time to apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Applications open until... November 30th, appreciate you for applying, because that gives Mutiny Radio 20 bucks, Woo-hoo! and the festival is going to be really great, and you do get a lot if you're a part of it from the festival. This year's going to be seven days long, never done that before, and all kinds of new stuff, new people being involved, new podcasts, old podcasts, shows. The thing I'm most excited about is that every comedian will leave with a video of them killing here on the MutinyRadio.fm stage. So we're hopefully going to get my buddy Nikos from Athens, Greece to come in and be the official festival photographer as well as videographer. And the first two days I'm going to do shows with, oh, thank God bless her. Oh, God bless her. No, I'm sorry. It's I, it's so... Um, I have no idea what's going on in the world. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, just came in. I, I love do. that shirt you're wearing. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's m- a mutiny t-shirt. It's a mutiny radio comedy festival t-shirt. Exciting days, exciting days here Cups. at Mutiny Radio. I'm Yay. so glad you're here. I have no idea what's going on in the world this oh, week. Oh, I, I know a bunch of stuff. All I've been doing on. is comedy. I... I Headlined. I was crazy, girl. Saturday night. What happened? I so I headlined. First, I had, I did a show here in the afternoon. I did a open mic. I ran it, and then I was booked at 
uh, Frosty Nugs show at the Brick House. I got to do 15 minutes. That was great. Um, crazy audience, crazy person. Anyways, it was crazy. And then I get, I got on a bus and I went up to the hate where I headlined Mauricio's show and I got to do 30 minutes and it was a packed room. It was a small room, but it was a packed room and they liked me and I was very funny. And I talked for 30 minutes. I told, I didn't just talk. I told jokes for 30 minutes. I felt real good about it. A lot of routine. Yeah, I did like, do, 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 I was dancing and I didn't even think about riffing. I mean, it was in a motherfucking bookstore. I could have taken a book off the shelf and done anything and it just never even occurred to me to like riff. I was just doing jokes. Um, so then this 68-year-old man, Mr. Weed, I should maybe I shouldn't yell his age on the air, but you know, he's old and he's cool as fuck. And so I thought, he said, hey, let's go sing some karaoke. And I'm like, we can't get up at this hour. Where are we going to go? He goes, no, no, no. I know a place. They do it seven nights a week. I, I know the bartenders. It's going to be great. He says he does a show there. He has a comedy show there on 10-8. So it'll be next Tuesday. I can't go to it because I, I work. But so... It turns out it's in the motherfucking marina. It's called the Silver Cloud? Yeah, I know that. I've been oh there. My oh, my God. God. You were there on a Saturday There are 24-year-old children everywhere. There were. It was so funny and fun and weird, and I had the weirdest night. So I get there, and I'm like, this is not what I expected. A, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm at, like, Fillmore and Lombard. Nowhere near my life at all. You're on the other side of the world. I'm on literally. the other side of the world. And they're, and I'm not wearing makeup. And I had like no cute clothes. I mean, I was just like. It's the marina. It, I, yes. And they were so pretty, all of them. So I kept using this line when I'd go in the bathroom. I'd go in the bathroom and I'd be like, oh, it's like I just stepped into the bathroom of America's Next Top Model. And they were all like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said it a you couple. Have said all I that know. Too. It was so fun. And they were like, you're beautiful. And I'm like, I am not. I am an old woman, but I appreciate that. So I was only I was only in the bathroom, not to go to the bathroom. It was to drink the Chardonnay that the old man bought me. Anyways, so he thinks it's funny. We're sitting there next to the skee-ball machines with all the children. And he's like, do you want to vape? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I don't understand you. You won't drink Chardonnay at a bar, but you will vape both of which you shouldn't be doing. And I'm like, because it's a bar and it's totally illegal to bring in alcohol to someone. I have respect for the fucking bartender. That's why I drink my Chardonnay in the bathroom like a good girl. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going <laughs> to... Jesus Christ, Mr. Weed. Anyways, I thought he was going to take me somewhere cool. And it turned out to be cool. I got to sing. This is the strangest... Well, that keep the story keeps going. But the craziest part of the night is that... Um, in the I've, marina. I've, yes, in the marina. I've completely lost my sense of taste and smell. Not completely, but I didn't know how much so. I was sipping a glass of clear liquid that I thought was vodka, and it was tequila. I had no idea. I had no... It didn't taste like anything to me. I felt like Dolores. I'm like, it doesn't look like anything at it's all. It's a Blanco. It was... It couldn't taste anything. So anyway, so I'm drinking this tequila. Suddenly, hey, it's two o'clock. I got to sing. I sang Isn't It Ironic with a Alanis Morissette in the style of James Hetfield, which in itself is an ironic act. Those those kids probably weren't even born yet. No, they weren't even born yet. They had no idea <laughs> what was going on. my mom's music. They were, I know. And I'm like, I was seriously as old as their mom. I'm like, I'm the mom. I was a mom. But I was with this guy. I thought he was going to take me somewhere cool because he's all old and shit, right? And that's the other thing is he's... 68 and he's partying so i feel like i'm like okay i gotta stay awake anyway so the bar closes and now i'm fucking wasted and i get outside and i have no idea why i am like no idea and so i go okay i'm at lombard and fillmore i need to walk 
down Lombard to Venice, and then I need to walk up and over the hill. And hmm. I get, I know it's a long That's walk. It's a long walk. It's a long walk from the marina back to the tenderloin. But I don't have a smartphone, so I couldn't Uber Lyft, and I only had ten dollars in my bag, and so I couldn't afford cab. a cab. And, and there were no cabs anywhere. There was nobody anywhere on the streets. So I started walking. And I guess what happened was I ran into my friend Ace from Reality Check TV. And I don't know if he drove me home or walked me home, but Jonathan said, Ace from Reality Check TV helped you out. And I was like, huh? Did you? Uh, he's like, no, you just told me that. You told me to remind you because you know you knew you'd forget in the morning or something. So I need to, email, I need to write him an email or a thank you or something. Because I'm sure I was... I'm sure at the time I was I was lucid like but I was I But was, once you go outside and that wind hits you and it goes you t- what's the saying you talk tossed to the wind I was yeah or? I was three sheets to the three wind Three sheets, sheets yeah, to the I wind was three yeah. sheets to the wind And so, and he I mean I don't remember but I guess hey so I it's been a rough week for me because I've been <laughs> partying and I've been going to all these open mics and I've been performing a lot and hanging out in the marina. And hanging out in it was an accident. It was a fucking accident. I did not want to hang Isn't out. Isn't that ironic? It is. Don't, don't you think? think? Oh my god. <laughs> well, it was it was a really it's things have been You had fun. I did. I had fun. I've been having a lot of fun lately and and that's good, but it's also oh, bad. No. Can't you see the under my eyes I've got the these big bags. No. You can't see God no. bless it. You can't see it. I'm so old. I turned 45 next week. Ooh, what are you going to do? I don't think anything. I don't know. Why not? Well, I have a bunch of shows kind of booked next week. Well, tonight I'm headline I get off work early and I'm headlining at um, the Black Horse, which is down off uh Vaness and Union. Thanks Feels like you just turned like 40. Yeah, I'm old now. It's true. I'm it, it, we've been doing this a long time. Sheriff of truth. Uh yeah, wow. it's it's uh I've turned it. So I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I don't know. I'm, I have comedy shows. I mean, I've got at this Friday. I'm not even. I can't even do my own show, which I'm bummed about. I'm I'm at a show in Oakland, so I have to, I have to run oh. happy hour and then get out of here and go to all out theater. So that's exciting. And then, uh, the Monday I'm guest hosting Delirium, and then I don't know what I'm doing for. I'm working. And then my birthday's Tuesday. actually on Thursday, which I don't have any booked shows. But Friday I've got comedy clubhouse and then saturday there's a show well here i'm too. closing I mean, the bar if you can always come to the bar ooh. i'm at mckellar close right. to your house on ooh. thursday i usually don't work thursdays but i'm gonna be working a, like a slave i'm gonna put a little music on keep ta- tell tell us about the news oh yeah do 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 fucking news all right so and awesome today was a good day news or yesterday was a good day um i've been following the case um in dallas about the uh, brother brokem jean um and amber geiger who is the white police officer that uh, i believe this happened last year in 2018 um she said she was um she went to the wrong apartment and ended up murdering him some cop so basically she he, he was on the third floor. She lived on the fourth floor. She had been there for months already. But she was so exhausted from working her 13-hour shift as a police officer. She accidentally shot. And murdered. Yeah. You off can, duty. You should look it up. Yeah, I'll yeah. look it up. Amber Geiger. Well, basically. Um, so, basically, so... Uh, he was at home. I think his door was a little bit ajar. He was on his couch eating ice cream. Um, and she shot him. She walked in, 
and and her her basically she was saying like i didn't know it was my apartment and use the white girl tears on the stand and stuff well the bitch was found guilty of murder yay police officer dallas police officer and then on top of that she had you know was it a black guy yeah welcome jean he's from the virgin islands so was it racially motivated why did she well now we're drunk like what the fuck police take i part of me just uh oh yeah this is an old one you probably want to find the uh yeah that's from 2018 the yeah so they said her toxicology report came out as she was sober but i'm like that don't sound right but here's something else i was watching a little bit of the trial too because they did um they um it was online and so basically the uh the uh why she was um before she get went to his uh apartment she had been sexting her former partner who her former partner martin rivera who by the way martin rivera back in 2007 got off by shooting a um uh an innocent black man or black boy for a stolen candy bar who did not have anything on him that was her partner yeah so they're opening up that case now so basically she had been sexting uh, martin rivera her former partner who is is married i can't believe this is real it sounds like yeah it sounds like a lifetime movie it is yeah becky starting becky except a, right there. Uh, except a black dude is dead and that yeah fucking sucks so everyone you everyone no, thought anyways, that it's not that he's black any dude any, any dude, dude dead but is we bad, know how we know, we know how the justice system when it comes racially, to our bottom so is this this was racially motivated yeah i think yeah. it was because some of the text messages that they went back she talked about having a, um, a racist um german shepherd and her she, german shepherd is racist that's what she said oh, she no she said she wanted one that oh, was racist and wow. then uh and then also during oh, the trial wow. Um, when she was texting back and forth with her partner, uh, they were at the Martin Luther King Day, you know, c- celebration. And I guess one of the officers asked, like, when is this going to end? And she's like, well, he's already dead. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. Um, so, oh, on, and on top of that, they were texting back and forth of like, you know, one way you can control these people is basically, you know, use pepper st- spray and stuff. So I think it was racially. These people these people so she's she's so she's that is racist like, tropes yeah so becky nine years in jail yeah she's, she's supposed to be saying oh they sent they finally sentenced her yeah, they sentenced her this is the yay uh, wall street so yeah this is we it's crazy this is in the wall street journal it just because no. it's a conservative no you're right because it is a conservative uh, uh yeah um what you would call it a newspaper dallas officer found guilty in shooting a black neighbor what here's the thing i find interesting everyone's bringing up i mean they're it's like you should well you should when it comes to police injustice and the innocent black guy just and i think he was just sitting at home on his couch eating a bowl of ice cream and at first um her lawyers wanted to set the trial outside of dallas because dallas is a little bit is very diverse and dallas hates ice cream yeah but um they wanted to go out into the suburbs and have the trial where it's a little bit more what whiter so that way she she would get off but no that because got scratched they, because they wanted to say she's a police officer she's looking she's a cute little blonde girl she ain't cute that bitch ain't cute well I look mean, at her in her face yeah well she's she she's a killer and sociopath and it's 
I just don't understand. She had to be drunk. Because you don't walk into someone else's house I think there and was pull a, out your gun and shoot them. What they I think uh She was probably like, Ah, he's in my apartment. But that doesn't that why would anyone be because in Because he had a he had a uh, the thing is that made his apartment distinctive. He was the only one on that floor that had a red rug. Oh, she didn't have a red rug on her, and she lived on another level. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, the, she'd have to be drunk because I can imagine. I'm just putting myself. Not or that she I'm, had a motive. Not or she had a motive. Exactly. Now that's the other thing. If I was, if I was trying to empathize with this uh, killer, I would. The only way I can do it is to say I've been so drunk before, but. I would never pull out a gun. So then it becomes part of the police culture that when she is so blackout drunk that the first thing she thinks to do is pull out a gun. Well, she doesn't even have to be blackout drunk. That's what they were also arguing. The fact of like, you shot first and then you ask questions later. And then on top of that, she didn't give him any resuscitation. Oh, she knew shit. She, yeah. She went back to texting um, her, no. her, her partner like, I fucked up because that was a partner she was texting. I before. fucked up. Or, I, I shot someone, not call 911. This man needs help. I fucked up. <gasps> Did she even call 911? She called 911, but she didn't go back in to help him, knowing the fact that this is the wrong she apartment. She shot him. She called 911 and she apartment. left. That's in the I mean, she should get she should get in trouble anyway either way even in any circumstance you don't leave someone first of all if that was you and I or any of us that I accidentally walk into someone's apartment and bang I don't ask questions that's crazy I can't I, imagine walking into someone else's apartment no okay so I can't I live on an apartment that has five floors I'm on the fourth floor she's been there for months I, I, I mean, but if I was super wasted and I was climbing up the stairs, blah, 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 or I was in the, and I pressed the wrong button in the, you know, the elevator, and there I am in front of 501 instead of 401, and I try the door and it happens to be open, I'm gonna know right away that it's not my fucking house. I'm gonna be like, that's wrong. That's wrong. I mean, even if, even no matter how drunk I am. But the thing is, they said her in our toxicology toxicology report, she was sober. Ah! This so she was. What, did she, did they do any history? Was there? The, the, yeah, they have they, a history together. The, the both of them guy. That's what they're. I mean, I think they probably did, and something happened. Or I think she's just a racist piece of shit that but had a why motive. Why would anyone? She, did she think she was going to get off because she's a cop? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So this is a thing of cops feel like they can do anything they want. And at plus any time. she can use her white tears. You know, I'm a white I woman. See. Yeah. Because when she took the stand. When she took the stand, which that hurt her case even more because the uh, um, the pro the, the prosecutors, stand. yeah, you've been watching it. Lock her. <laughs> Lock this that is, bitch yeah. Up. I mean, this is bad. Yeah, it's Courtney. Bad news. Yeah, so um, she, so basically, you know, she on I the stand. I want to see a picture of the guy. Was he really cute? He was handsome. That's his family. He was from the Virgin Islands. But um, yeah, so basically, she tried to use her white tears. Um, but the prosecutors. Oh, here's her quote. Here's okay. here's her. I let me let me get what... into character. Okay. <laughs> get into Amber. Channel. I'm feeling like a terrible person. I feel like a piece of crap. I feel like I don't deserve the chance to be with my family and friends. I'm so sorry. This is not about hate. It's about being scared that night. 
Good job. That's how you do it. Thank you. Thank you. That's Using how you the do. White tears. But here's the, and then when she was on that stand trying to do that, there was no tears coming. There were no tears coming. <gasps> so who was her lawyer and did they coach her? I'm sure they did. They because her hair was darker, so she got more blonder. Huh. And so like she, she tried to put on that innocent look or what have you, that damsel in distress. Yeah. yeah. Well, because she's fucking <laughs> worried. Someone else's place. She's right? really worried about going to jail because she put a lot of black she, people in jail. She going, she's to, going jail. to jail. Now she's going to realize what the penal system's all about and but, the and the mass incarceration issue that she was a part of. She's going to know what the the going to uh, feel it. What what a real vacation is. Oh my god. But Amber I, I mean, can't. oh, and then the prosecution, this is, I think, what really, I mean, I think the jurors, which I'm glad they set the, the trial in the city of Dallas, because not only was the judge black, but the jurors were, they were Hispanics, blacks, and whites, and male and female. Good. So it's a very diverse, this is how our jurors should be when shit like this goes down, or any jury. Um, so what I think, what really set the jurors off in their decision was when the prosecution asked, did you deliberately meant to kill Mr. Jean? And she said, yes. <gasps> well, wow. So because she was still using that. Well, he, I thought it was my house. You know, yeah. she's in the doorway, by the way. Yeah. She's not in He's sitting on the couch, so he has a, a bowl of ice cream on right, him. Right, so threatening. So threatening. Yeah. So I was so scared. Yeah. Well, then, so, I mean, let's let's back it up. If, if let's say that she was really scared. Run! What are we, yeah, run. But what are we... Scary black what are, man. Right, exactly. That's what what it are is. we perpetuating in our... Scary what black are, man. What do we continue to perpetuate? Eating ice cream. In our, yeah, he's so scary. But that's the thing that we're perpetuating in our society is that black people are scary. She was so scared. She was so scared. Um, and that's what her uh, lawyers were trying to use as well. Like the stereotype of... And the stand your own ground. I'm like, but she... It wasn't her ground wasn't to stand her, exactly. on. And he could have shot her and he would be in trouble. Oh, totally. But he was more legal. She had yeah. a more of a right because she entered his, his he home. Should be he should be scared. Right. Right. But you know what had happened in the opposite case, or like if it came out on the opposite ends of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he brother would have been locked up for years well, in life. Yeah. But I mean, the twist to the story is like, I'm glad that's why I said today or yesterday was a good day because you it's very rare you see moments like this especially with police officers mm. that are found with murder, murder first degree murder well it's, that means premeditated it's when police also feel like they're above the law she thought that and so and it's the same and but that's a trickle down right now from our highest positions that as long as you're in the position of power or you have the financial influence that you can get away with anything. And I think it was great when Epstein got in trouble. Um, I wish he was still alive. I wish he was still alive. But, but we know who yeah. killed him. Uh, himself. No, he government? didn't kill. You know that was an inside job, girl. You know that think, fool did. Why would they? Why would you that? know because he had too many powerful people that he knew dirt about oh. and so girl and he did not kill himself he was actually while he was in jail he was trying to find ways to pay some of his victims off or what have you oh. but he knew i mean the uh, the powerful people knew that dude he knows too much about her, us mm. 
brothers got to go because because the powerful people feel like they can do anything at any time it's that whole it's that whole sex trafficking thing it's people with money being like but uh, you, you sex can either yeah you can even have money or be have the police shield you know and this bitch thought she had the shield, the shield because she's untouchable and i can just choose the fact like it was an accident it was i thought it was, I was my so apart- scared. bitch I was so scared. i mean all the everything and then on top of that which i didn't know until the trial they got into the text messages like i said the sexting back in when mark okay, rivera th- her ex-partner took the stand he thought all the text messages that they were sending back and forth, they thought they were deleted. Oh, <laughs> you can't delete stuff. It stays in It there. stays in. They can find it. And because, like, it's when she deleted, or when they deleted all the sexting and the pictures, the dirty what pictures they? they had. What? See, this is the thing. He I was married. Know. He didn't know his wife was in the oh. uh, in the courtroom as he's taking her stand. So he had this look like, oh, shit. Ex- explain to me sexting. So here's the thing. I've never really sexted. Oh, but so is it like... Is is it like I want to stick my dick in your mouth? Is yeah. it like you just but you write I'm gonna it make, out? I'm gonna make you come hard tonight, and then probably a dick pic or a titty pic. Oh, you know, it's just like phone sex. But I know I never understood phone sex either, though. I don't it's either. So weird. It's boring. It's like I don't know. I'm not good at dirty talk, anyways. So how I'm am good I? at it, but it just sounds corny. Like I'm, I'm actually what is those one eight hundred numbers? Call me oh, sometime. Call me. Call yeah. me yeah. We're going to have a good time. But instead, you're sexy. That's my super like, sexy voice. I can't wait to put it in you. Huh. But you're not hearing anyone's dialogue. It's, it's sexting. Like, and yeah. then with a dick pic. Yeah. See, I, I my phone doesn't take pic. I mean, yeah. I, well, I have a you might phone, have to so. up. You might have to upgrade to it. No, I'm never getting okay. a smartphone. I'm okay. never, ever, 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 ever right. getting a smartphone. Right. I know that if people keep saying, doesn't that put you behind? Doesn't that... I mean, even my 75-year-old father just got his first smartphone. And he's like, Pamela, aren't you going to get a smartphone? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't ever want a tiny computer in my pocket. I just don't want it. Then you might have to just carry your pad with you so that way you can put like an Uber or Lyft app just in case. Just in case I get lost in the marina. Yeah. Just just in case. Yeah, right. Because you never know. Oh, my God. But, I'm getting so old. I feel like that's why I'm partying so hard is that my birthday is coming. And I'm you're like, feeling you're getting that celebration. No, it's like I'm d- close to death and I need to do stuff before I die. I need to go out and have more fun. Are you kidding me? You're only good. You're only 44, right? I'm, Child, please. Do you know how many people would love to be in your position right now? What, 40, 45? Cause they're, yeah. Because they're old? Because they're 68? No. Oh, <laughs> 68 is not old. Okay. Those cat. Listen, you were hanging out with a cat that can still hang. I know. That was crazy. And drinking Chardonnay on the bus. See, classy old, classy gentleman. He, he was there, man. He he, he was there. He's a cool guy too. He has a he has a wife and stuff. I'm like, why hasn't she come out? He's like, uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Some people can stay out late. Some people can't. Well, this bitch ain't gonna be staying out late. Oh my god! I can't imagine going to jail and what that would be like to as a police officer, as a police officer, but a murdering, also, but as an as a and as a famous because it's like a famous case or whatever. But having someone for the rest of your life determine your entire schedule. I mean, maybe there could be some sort of comfort in it. Like it would feel, well, you definitely get used to it at some point, especially if you're there for life. I mean, what do you, what do you do? I've been watching some of those, um, Pierce, something guys, Pierce Morgan, Pierce Morgan talks to women in jail. Like for, I've seen one of those episodes. And, um, 
I just can't imagine well, living. We don't want. That's why we don't do bad things. So well, we, I mean, but it, also too. Is I don't. It, I take that back. Why do we do not do bad things? Actually, I, mean, I take that back. If you're a minority like myself, good luck and try to keep your nose clean. So, you know, you don't get framed for shit. Right. Well. Or stand my ground. Or. Or protect myself. It's 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 a, it's a scary world. Yeah. Scary world. I mean, because yeah, I would not last in jail. I I know. I I, I would. You know, actually. I would not last. I don't. Okay, so I'd have to. I I love reading. So as long as I had enough books to read. It wouldn't actually... No, I don't want to say it wouldn't be that bad. Because no. I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure it's worse than I can even imagine. Although now with my lack of sense of taste and smell, it would probably be not as bad. Because the food I heard is just atrocious. It's atrocious, but also, too, the abuse. And then, you. I mean, the rape. I don't the like rape. getting beat up. I don't the, want to Yeah, the, the beat, beat up. I beat myself up. Where did that, where did that bruise come from? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I hurt myself morning. every day. <laughs> But I'm wondering. I took a cab last night. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's a rare. No, I closed down. I closed down the bar too. I stayed after that's work. That's pretty cool. I didn't want to. St- I stay. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna have one beer after work. After I work, and then Sikes. I'll. Yeah, and then and then people kept coming in that I knew, and I'm like, all right, fine. I'm gonna. Stay. You so you had a good old funky time. Good old. I can't funky stop. Time. I can't. I can't it's, stop. Your, it's fun. your birthday week. Yeah. Weeks. 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 Plural. I don't know. I don't want to. I, it's it's really hard for um, Jonathan during my birthday because he he doesn't know he he doesn't know what to do like he doesn't and it's fine and he doesn't have to do anything just be there man just be there just man. be my boy but he, he's like I already have presents for you and stuff and I'm like oh thank you That's but sweet. you don't have to get me presents but he's always like what do you want to do what do you want to do for your birthday and I'm usually like oh, no. am I booked on a show can I be on someone's show I'd rather just take me to the comedy <laughs> He's a good one. Jonathan's a good one. Uh, that would be probably the, one of the biggest things I'd miss would be the company of men. If I was in jail, oh, in jail. Oh. sadly, it'd be a female jail. And I just don't get along with bitches, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't get along with women. Not very many. You better learn how you. to eat tacos. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not. And I've, I've never really been into oral sex anyways. I mean, oh, yeah, I bet I, mean, I could figure out the whole finger banging thing. I mean, I think that that wouldn't be too tough. You would probably find someone attractive. I mean, I, I hope that my, she would be very manly. I, I like dudes. I like dude dudes, you know, like men. I like I like men. guys. No, I don't know. I mean, just I like I, not, I don't want to say junior high boys. That's a mistake. But I like bo- because I used to teach junior high and I like I like ago. I like da- when I think of junior high boys, I think of when I used to teach and I think of their damage. And I just I just I love damaged guys but it's, I'm only I, saying used, this. I used to like uh I used to call them my the guys that I used to like back in the day I like my dudes dusty with problems dusty with problems but this isn't even I like upgraded. I'm like this isn't like I like like them this is like people I like to hang out with so all of my comic friends are damaged junior high boys but you know they're in their 20s and 30s you and def- it's not like I'm not saying like I want to fuck all of them but I am saying that I would rather be in man jail than what? Nope, because that no, would be, that'd be bad. Nope. I just like hanging out with guys. So and so the bitch wouldn't last in jail. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I you I, check. Even jury and jury duty. Even when I was, I did a little substitute teaching in juvie, up in Woodland. That was interesting. They put 
alarms on you on either end. It's like flag wow. football. And if anything happens, you just pull this little flag and then burr, 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 and everybody, everything wow. goes crazy. But it was weird uh, teaching in juvie because they That's didn't want to learn sad. anything yeah um and they just some of them just were like can we just play chess and i'm like that's that's fine. They're, and I feel those are still children too. On top oh, they of were, that. they They're were, still, you know, well, and it's not their fault. It's the yeah, environment it is, that you're right. Some of it, the majority at that point, it's your, your mom and daddy should have just had an abortion. Well, one of them was 17 <laughs> and he robbed a bank with an AK 47 and that's why he was in juvie. He but was desperate. He didn't have he any was money. 17. Yeah. He, but I mean, I mean, it's, the, I'm not, I'm it's not dumb. It's, a it's wrong, to rob a bank. but it's also the two of like, maybe if he had the parental guidance yeah, yeah. and support system, absolutely. He wouldn't have to do that. But also too, he probably did that. Obviously economic desperation. I just can't imagine anyone deciding I'm going to rob a bank. You know, you can't rob a bank. You know, you a get 17 caught. year old cannot rob a bank. Maybe like, like someone who's been studying the bank or gets to, has the whole layout you mean that has a heist a heist you can do a heist I, on a bank but i mean if you're a 17 year old and you walk into a bank with an ak47 what, what do you think's going to happen you don't know even, don't even know you don't even know how to spell heist at that point right exactly <laughs> that's i bet you true. i mean like i bet you this amber geiger bitch is going to go to like some like nice prison i hope they send her like to a shitty shithole prison like in uh gp general population just to see what happens yeah i'm like if there's no such thing as cop killer jail yet there needs to be one if there was such i mean we need to start getting more cops put away for their actions like this hopefully this sets a president i hope this is just one i it's i breaking into someone's home and shooting them and then trying to trying Just to get to, off with the tears is pretty it's pretty low i mean it's pretty, it's low, pretty low to low. say like i i didn't realize it wasn't my apartment yeah it's it's ridiculous well the i mean the racism racism is pervasive i i don't know how to stop it <laughs> is it gonna i mean when when you have an overtly right now like racist regime running your country it's going to trickle down although this happened Absolutely. before this happened before 45 right no no this 2016 no this is 2018 this oh. is last year oh shit yeah so this is fresh but i mean also too they're coming from a power police and the police unions are very powerful it's a gang the police union and the police officers are a gang when you think about it and originally for some of you people who don't know out there in podcast and ig land where the original police were they were slave patrol Whoa. yeah so that's something that you should the more you know kids um and then you know where they advertise for like you know police jobs and what have you are on a lot of right wing uh websites now like if you're familiar with bright uh breitbart are you familiar oh, with yeah, Bre right. wow so Ooh, there breitbart. is right now an ad to join a pol uh, uh on breitbart on breitbart it's like are you a closed-minded bigot come be on our police force today <laughs> Join now! Yeah, come you on! You hate black people and brown people and women. Are you willing to Join kill? Join us! Yeah. 
Are wow. you a little punk bitch that's been bullied and all of a sudden you can't take it anymore? And you always dreamed of having a gun? Yeah. yeah. You can be the hero too. You know the white race is dying off. The hero <laughs> of the day. I've got a gun. <gasps> I shoot first and ask questions later. I mean, I wouldn't Because I'm stupid. I mean, if I was going to be a police officer... <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be I a cool. I'd be a, I'd be a cool cop, uh, but I've thought about it. Like, wouldn't it be? I mean, I could really get my angst on not as a police officer, but as um, an MTA enforcer, like being one of the people that a meter maid that gives all the tickets and just. I couldn't just, do that either. Or um, I feel like I could really, I could get my like, I could really gear up to be a, a muni cop and tell people <laughs> that they have to pay on the back of the bus. Step off, step off with me, sir. Step off Those with me. Those guys are assholes, too. No, I know, but that's why I would think it would be. I couldn't be any kind of enforcer because I'd, be, I'd, I'd suck at it. I, I know what it feels like. And you don't know, and also, also to be on as an enforcer, everyone works in a different way. And as an enforcer to me... Get off the boss! <laughs> yeah, you're using your power. You're not doing your job sometimes. I think it's a power trip for a lot of people mm. because they have the wrong people who are enforcing things, who are very inhumane. You have people... And I'm, again, I'm using all types of police, either if it's Muni. We know how the BART police like to shoot oh people. Oh, my gosh. You know. Why do we Oscar give Grant. them guns? I don't, I don't know why either. Do they do the... Why do the BART police get guns? I don't know why the BART police... I don't police. understand why anyone should why any enforcers should have you know because you could do a lot of damage with a billy club or a stun gun stun gun sure i mean even in the uk they don't have guns because it's not a gun culture compared to here but the police have to have guns because we have guns and it's we live in a gun culture but also too the fact of i'll I'll say police training Mm. the and plus the people that they hired okay here's another story that just happened But this one, this person was um, uh, a white dude. I think this was in Texas as well. Um, the one of the departments I can't can't remember what if it was Houston or Dallas. Um, this um, uh, gentleman, he was having a breakdown, and he had called the police because he said like I'm not feeling right, blah blah blah. I think I've taken something. He, but he, I think he was schizophrenic anyway. So he called the police. The police end up harassing him and handcuffing him. And he's like, I can't breathe. Another I can't breathe moment. By the way, this guy was a white dude, too, that was um, being uh, uh, beaten up. And they did. They actually did kick him. And I think they did hit him a couple times. As he's telling them, I can't breathe, the guy ended up dying. Oh, no. And they're making fun. It's all on the police camp. smashed him. There's another case about someone who is mentally ill. Again, this is another white person who is mentally ill. Um, I think they were bipolar or have you, and they're having an episode. The police were called, and the police, again, end up, I think they end up beating him. That department's getting sued now, too. These officers, these enforcers, do not have the correct training on to handle people who don't have weapons, right. who are mentally really ill, who are sick, who yeah. basically the general public. Yeah. I've Innocent seen, bystanders, I've, basically. I've been seeing them at, is harass the right word, but um, 
bully. Maybe bully is better than harass. I've been seeing the police officers bully some questionably housed people hanging out at certain bus stops. The Mission uh, or the Powell and Market one, there's two two bus stops right there like um, at the Powell. And I've seen them just kind of hover and bully and make people move. And yeah. it's like they're enforcing this sit-lie law. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, they're not. They're not trying to help. Not trying to help. No, like you said, they're bullying. It's yeah. It's not. I'm not gonna say harassing, but bullying. Definitely. The next step would be her. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is trailing on the same thing a little bit. But this is uh, hi- a history of the policing in the United States, part one. So. Um, the development of policing of the United States closely follows the development of policing in England. In early colonies, policies took two forms. It was both informal and communal, which is referred to as the watch, or private for profit policing, which is called the big stick. So it's start, aha. So it's like private police forces for rich people or for safety, or if you're maybe like Wells Fargo had a private police force because they were carrying the money and the right. wagon trains or whatever so you had you had group policing and then you had private policing uh, the watch system was composed mainly of community volunteers whose primary duty was to warn of impending danger Boston created a night watch in 1636 New York in 1658 and Philadelphia in 1700 the night watch was not particularly effective crime control device watchmen often slept or drank on duty while the watch was theoretically voluntary, many volunteers were simply attempting to evade military service, <laughs> were uh, cons- conscript forced into service by their town, or were performing watch duties as a form of punishment. Philadelphia created the first day watch in 1833, and New York instituted a day watch in 1844 as supplements to its municipal police force. So, there we go. We've got... Uh, setting it up argumenting the watch system was a system of constables official law enforcement officers usually paid by the fee system for warrants they served oh shit so that's how the original police got paid is they got paid off the warrants they served so the more people that you got in trouble the more money you made the more warrants you serve it's like tickets that's what yeah that's why at the end of the month you mm. still see them trying to hustle and give people tickets because they have to make a quota yeah they got to make the quota well they always had to make the quota um many cities constables were given the responsibility of supervising the activities of the night watch oh so now you've got a little hierarchy you've got you've got your drunk losers at night but that's the thing is it wasn't for crime control it was to warn of impending danger so fire fire or the british are coming or you know something's happening (laughs) something's happening now um so there's that too these modern police or here we go. These informal modalities of policing continued well after the American Revolution. It wasn't until the 1830s the idea of a centralized municipal police department first emerged in the United States. In 1838, the city of Boston established the first American police force, followed by New York City in 1845, Albany, New York, Chicago in 1851, New Orleans and Cincinnati in 1853, Philadelphia in 1855, Newark, New Jersey, and Baltimore in 1857. 
Uh, by the 1880s, all major U.S. cities had municipal police forces in place. So I didn't realize that policing was this new. Yeah, it's very new. I mean, it's like not even 200 years old no we're only like at uh some places 170 180 yeah and so what people before policing just sort of took care of themselves it was like the neighborhood watched out for itself and the watch small the watchmen groups, small groups uh did their that own thing. article is skipped over it's skipped over and i find it interesting that the at the laws they're on either end of the civil war, war. yeah so i just found something. so yeah you yeah. found the thing about uh police being coming from yeah so they were called patrollers or variously patrollers patty rollers or pat rolls and they were meant to be part of the solution of the col- uh, colonial america's biggest problem labor unlike great britain which had a large basically immobile peasant class that could be forced to work from sub uh substance uh substance uh, substance wage- wages ooh, that weren't enough cheap bodies in america to do the grunt work if you are are a planter looking to make your fortune in rice or tobacco the new world's cash crop you had to size up to industrial scale and for that you needed bodies armies of bodies a labor force that could be made to work for terms no less brutal than those inflicted on the miserable or the uh miserable miserables of europe Native Americans, oh, where'd I go? Weren't the solution. Aww. Not after disease. Couldn't enslave the Native yeah. Americans. Native Americans weren't the solution. Not not after disease, war, and murderous forms of forced labor reduce, reduced their numbers by half. Indentured servants were important, but in numbers too few to fill the void. And they had a habit of running off. Mm-hmm. The wide frontier beckoned all the empty space for sass months and uh malcontents to vanish into so it became africans so it became africans jamestown received its first cargo of enslaved humans in 1619 that's 400 years ago y'all um a dozen years after yeah we're celebrating the 400th year of the first africans here um after um a dozen years after the colony's founding 20 and odd negroes according to records the first installment on the estimated 455,000 who would eventually land in North America controlled of this half a million oh this is just in 1619 (laughs) control of this new labor force would be key mutiny was the great fear by the early 1700s a comprehensive system of racially directed law enforced was well on its way to being fully developed Certain people granted power can't be counted on to abuse those under their authority just because they can. Oh. This was a fact that the their first systematic form of policing in the land that would be become the United States. The Northeast colonies wild uh, relied on the informal night watch system, uh-huh. what we just talked about. Um, uh-huh of volunteer policing and private security to protect commercial property and southern colonies policing origins were rooted in the slave economy and the rate uh, radically rash uh, racialized excuse me social order that invented whiteness as the ultimate boundary whites no matter how poor or how low could not be held in slavery blacks 
me uh could be enslaved by anyone whites free blacks which is a fact and people of mixed race the distinction and the economic order that created it was maintained by a legally sanctioned system of surveillance intimidation and brute force whose purpose was to control uh, the blacks oh wait that's now slave patrols or patty rollers were the chief enforcers of this system groups armed mounted whites who rode at night among the plantations and settlements of their assigned beats the word originated with the patrols seeking our runaway slaves unsanctioned gatherings weapons contraband and generally any sign of any potential revolt they were in the stuff of lore and songs run nigga run patty roller with we'll catch you run nigga run white people y'all can't run nigga run i'll shoot you with my flint cock gun run nigga run patty roller will catch you run nigga run you better go away wagon. That's this is what this is a song that's insane slave patrols usually consisted of three or six white men on horseback equipped with guns rope and whips not surprised a mounted man pre- pre- presents a awesome figure and the power and majesty majesty of a group of men on horseback at night could terrify slaves into a submission right sally hatton so now we know uh let's paddy see wagon, that's where paddy wagon comes from yeah and that's where S- certain people gain power can be counted on the abuse those under their authority just because they can one imagines moreover that strategic beatings relieved to relieve the tedium and fatigue of night patrols and served to reinforce the notion of those who was boss the patty rollers authority extended to the patrolling plantation grounds and entering slave quarters where the presence of books writing paper weapons liquor luxury items or more than the usual store of provisions was cause for a beating (sighs) this is hard gatherings weddings funerals church services were grounds for beating rights hadden mingling with whites especially poor whites or any loose disorderly or suspected person beating back talk beating dressing tidy beating singing certain hymns beating even best behavior could earn you a lick <sighs> we're, we're, we, we, we got it patty wagons yeah that's i i had no idea that that was the that oh the wait oh, there's, more. there's wait there's this looks like it's a, oh, though, the, the, okay sense. the system continued largely intact after the an- emancipation and the defeat of the confederacy legally sanctioned slave patrols were replaced by night riding vigilantes like the ku klux klan whose night whose white robes flame torches and queer uh, queer pseudo ghost talk were intended to the maximum terrorizing effect they were terrorists yeah. lynching and shooting took place along the more traditional punishments of beating and whipping blacks economic value as slaves had evaporated and with the constraints of the lethal force that had offered some measure of protections under the old system white supremacy continued as a dominant reality for the next hundred years a social and psychological reality maintained by terror surveillance and the letter of law yeah. is a power such thing as the new deal the most profound okay so now we're going to the new deal and the southern strategy but you get the idea yeah so i that's crazy i had no idea Oop, you fixed that 
I had no idea that they, they didn't tell they didn't mention that stuff they in didn't well they didn't teach us that it wasn't in there no it was it was the enforcement of and oh man and that's a terrible thing that oh yeah we just go out at night and beat them up because we're bored <laughs> and still I mean books right that's what you would get a beating weddings beating crazy I mean being nice yeah, be, uh, I couldn't talk to you, Miss Pam. I'll get a licking. I I just and that wasn't. I just every time it trips me out. It wasn't that, that long, long ago. ago. But you know, time moves fast. Like you know, not to like completely change Whoa. the subject, but um, kind of. I was talking to about um, what the kids do now sexually, man. 20 years ago, no we no one was licking any buttholes. There wasn't any butthole. Everyone in the 90s, everyone was afraid of being called gay. Every every anything gay was like, every was scary. Or um every 90s sitcom ends with But you notice those gay people. those things uh, Was he gay? No, does he look he's oh, just it was a joke. We're not really gay. Blah! But those things 90s. have evolved, but this unfortunately this system, this police system that we live in has not evolved. See, yeah. you've, you're talking about how time does go by, by right. and then how we as humans We've evolved. sexually evolved in the past yeah, years. I don't know what these kids are things, doing now. They're licking buttons. But and- when you read stuff like this, it's just like, no shit hasn't changed. Right. They wanted to keep that part the same. It was only 400 years ago. Yeah, well, that, this wasn't 400 years ago. No, 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 no. But when we first oh, 1619, decided, yeah, right, bringing people from kidnapping, forcibly kidnapping people, and bringing them to a new place and not seeing them as people, we like to pretend we're so evolved. I'm so woke. I'm so woke. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that no. we were barbaric. And this is the Civil War wasn't even that long ago. No, civil rights wa- no wasn't even that long ago. Everything is. It's no. not that much Everything time. It's still passed. kind of fresh. Yeah. I mean, we're not an old country. We can easily slide back. That's the thing. That's, we are sliding, we back. Are sliding back. I mean, you even have, um, here's something else that was going on in the world today. Um, over the past weekend, our dear, our dear Lord leader, 45, um, had, I think he tweeted out 36 or 40 times within a span of like 48 hours or something. He must've been high on that. Adderall. Adderall. Yeah. yeah. Um, But he mentioned something about um, if he wasn't to get elected, I'm paraphrasing. uh, There could be, this country could have another civil war. What? Yeah. You should totally look it up. Look at, Yeah. So you and you know his cult of a base is Looney Tunes like that. So he's already pumping in Civil War Two trends on Twitter after Trump post. Wait, I'm just this is just. Um, oh, you should. Oh, you should put Civil just, War tweet. C- Civil War, yeah, Civil War tweet. Yeah. And I think he heard something like that on Fox News. This here, here we go. Trump's Civil War quote tweet is actually grounds for. Oh, I want to find out impeachment. <laughs> Could it be? Um, I'm interested in this. Why is he talking about civil war? Why would he want a civil war? Why would he's just going to call the militia? And this is um, it's all very scary. Trump's Civil War quote tweet is actually grounds for impeachment, says Harvard law professor. Look at this. I am smart. Oh, treason. Um, 
President Donald Trump's recent tweet quoting a longtime evangelical pastor who warned of a civil war if Democrats seriously pursue removing him from office could actually be grounds for impeachment. One Harvard law professor said, if the Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, which they will never be, it will cause a civil war like fracture in this nation from which our country will never heal. Trump tweeted on Sunday night. The tweet was a quote from Robert Jeffress, a Southern Baptist pastor who gave the comment during an appearance on Fox and Friends weekend. Trump added his own parenthetical inside to Jeffress's quote in which the president asserted that Congress won't be successful in their impeachment efforts. The president's tweet is ridiculous, was immediately met with backlash. And Harvard Law professor John Coates argued that the social media post itself is an independent basis for lawmakers to remove him from the White House. Quote, this tweet itself is an independent basis for impeachment. A sitting president threatening civil war if Congress exercises its constitutionally authorized power. Coates wrote on Twitter on Monday. The House of Representatives officially launched an impeachment inquiry last week amid reports that Trump tried to pressure Ukraine to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. The communication between Trump and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was the first revealed in a whistleblower complaint to the inspection inspector general of the intelligence community. The complaint detailed concerns that Trump was, quote, using the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. election. The whistleblower also implicated Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and Attorney General William Barr in the Ukraine debacle. Giuliani was described as a central figure in the situation. Since House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, I didn't know Skeletor had a sister, announced the inquiry, (laughs) it's been reported by several news outlets that at least 218 lawmakers in the House, the exact number of votes needed to impeach Trump in the chamber, supported moving forward with the impeachment. At least 217 Democrats and Independent Representative Justin Amash have favored the inquiry inquiry. Democrats say they intend to move quickly on impeachment, but so far have only opened an inquiry into the matter. The House will decide after the investigation whether to actually impeach the president. If the chamber votes for impeachment, the Republican-controlled Senate would then decide whether to remove Trump from office or exonerate him. Historian Kevin Cruz slammed Trump for suggesting his quote-unquote civil war tweet that only Democrats are responsible for impeachment. Cruz, a Princeton University professor, noted that in order to successfully remove the president, there needs to be a significant amount of Republicans backing impeachment. Quote, Trump can only be removed through impeachment if two-thirds of the Senate votes to remove him. To do that, 20 Republicans would need to join the 45 Democrats and two independents, Cruz wrote. Removal would be bipartisan. Framing it as some kind of civil war isn't just dangerous. It's dumb. Ain't that some bullshit? Hey, he's dumb. We knew he's dumb. Yeah, but now, I mean, this is... We know he should be impeached. We've always known. I can't believe he's talking about civil war. See, he's he's see he, he's going to get scary. people killed. He's gonna. It's just he, very scary. I've I've been saying that an impending civil war is coming. Yeah, it's, it's um you know it's the haves versus the have-nots, and the have-nots are starting to say like, hey man, we could all have yang gang yang. Yeah, but they wouldn't be gang. the ones fighting. It'll be the poor ass white. Uh, folks his followers you wanted to call us crackers that's okay you can do it saltines 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 the ones with no flavor uh it would be them that would be fighting the army and the one percenters would be just laughing at them yeah 
Well, because Yang it's a Yang, a thousand bucks a person. Not that I think that he's the best candidate for president, but I think that the idea of universal basic income needs to come back. We need to talk about it. And I, I love it. There's a book I read called um, Books. There's a bunch of them. And uh, they're The Expanse, and they're putting them on sci-fi now. And there's a concept in the book once we're out, out in space or whatever. And the concept is that it's... Um, books, check them out. Yeah, books, check them out. The concept is that they're, everyone's on basic when you're on Earth, meaning that you get a basic income and everyone's taken care of, which would be... The thing is that the thousand bucks can change the life of a poor person. And in a rich person, they're like, ugh. But it's these like, doesn't people... Even, those those people aren't even hearing that. They no. vote against their own their their own good. Yeah. They're their so locked up. Yeah. I because mean, they hate black people so much, which doesn't make hate, any sense hate, to me. They hate anybody so much other than their personal responsibility. And the fact of like there are people out there who do actually want to give you a better wage, who do want to help you, who do want to get you some fucking health care. Because oh most of you motherfuckers are mentally unstable and need it. Yeah. I mean, anyone well, and, who who supports this, you are mentally unstable. I, I can't. I mean, civil war. And, and you're, and you're a racist, too. Very scary. No, I mean, the, come on. He has his cold. What if we don't? But that's the thing is we're in San Francisco going like, I want to fight. I want to fight anybody. Why are we going to? Why we want to fight? I mean, well, it doesn't matter where you are. You you got some Trump supporters out here. Yeah. You got some. Come on now. We're are just in the, the marina. Are they in the marina? <laughs> I mean, we come on the Bay Area. Don't you can't tell me there ain't one well, no. Salmon Walnut Creek and uh, stuff. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Danville Walnut Creek. Of course there are because yeah. they're rich people. I mean, it has to do with how much money you have. It, it does, or it's also the fact of like you know going back to no offense to your pops, he doesn't like certain Latinos. Mm, that's true. Uh, or like, maybe he's getting over it though. I think that that was also the generation that grew he, up with like. They were freaked out by gay people, and now they're like, "Waking up." I'm not making no excuses for them saltines anymore. No, that's that's true too. It's time to it's time I'm to not. wake up. It's time to be woke. It's time to see people as people. But I mean, it's time to realize that this guy is radical. I mean, this is a dictatorship. This is fascism. This is fascism one on one. Anytime and then anytime oh, you're going against your is political Hitler. opponents. If anyone tries to impeach me, there's going to be a civil war. Really? Really? That sounds like some Saltazar bullshit. It's, it, this is some. This is real. This yeah. is real life. I mean, you have some tech bros that work in Silicon Valley that support this n- nut job. Uh, yeah. I mean, the guy, the CEO of PayPal, he gave him money of the past election. Uh, let's see. I know some breweries. Firestone, don't oh. buy their beer. They're out of San Diego. Uh, anytime you buy a Firestone beer, your money's going to 45. Wow. Your money's going to fascism. So good luck with that. Uh, there's also a, um, what's, what company is that? There's a, um, uh, is there's it because a of the energy taxes? drink. He screwed, he screwed everyone else with the no, taxes. I, I think it has is something it the to do. corporations have no taxes. And so I think it has something to do with the fact of like, I don't want them to take mine away on top of, trying to stay on top because mind you the guys that own firestone are white males white straight males though the guy from paypal is a white gay male paypal is i can't believe it yeah i don't have every PayPal. time i pay we use paypal at the station all the time i actually use when you apply for the muni radio comedy festival we use paypal and i didn't realize that that was going to fascism what isn't going to fascism well 
anytime you don't donate money to him now there's different i mean there's difference between like capitalism fascism and just greedy fucks yeah but anytime when you hear like a company donating to the trump 2020 or even 2016 campaign you you're donating you your your hard-earned money is going back to this guy so uh, what and i everything's I feel, I, i'm so scared who is gonna who's gonna run who's well, gonna run in 2020 who can actually run can bernie take him can bernie take him down i hope so uh, i mean he's kind of sick right now i think he had like open heart surgery oh my recently, god but he'll be all right um I want a Marxist now. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think Biden can, because Biden doesn't even know that. No, I don't we don't think he's. I don't think he's likable enough. In the he's whole not. Thing. He's not. Um, I'm going with Sanders and Warren. I'm going with Sanders and Warren. Kamala yeah. is. Kamala. No. I she's can't. Local. Don't you like that she's local? I mean, I don't she's care. like from Oakland. I, I don't care. She. She's kind of a sellout to me. And it's it has nothing to do with the fact of, you know, her- She's black. You don't want a black lady in the White House? That It has nothing to, I, I played this <laughs> game before no, I with Obama. Yeah. I'm not playing it again. I mean, she's like Obama light and most black people are not fans of Kamala because of her history with incarcerating her mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. on top of the fact of, the what was it the truancy but anyone's better than trump anyone i mean anyone is better i mean don't get me wrong my cat is would be a better president kamala's gonna drop out really soon because she's got three percent she's not gonna make it yeah cory booker i you know what i someone mentioned something about a a cory booker and elizabeth warren ticket that would be hot I, I would be down for that or I'm a Bernie Elizabeth Warren. I'm down with her. I would be a Warren and Sanders ticket. That'd be a dream ticket, but the DNC won't that allow that to happen. Why wouldn't they? Now, see, that would be amazing bipartisanship. The DNC are corporate Democrats. It's just, if they, this is why we have not impeached this motherfucker now. This is, this is, this is interesting. This is from CNN. This is more about, um, Aaron, I guess, impending civil war. President Donald Trump retweeted and retweeted 80 times between Friday and Sunday. Oh, it was 80. 80 Whoops. times. That's a seemingly panicked flurry of activity that showed just how big a threat the Ukraine scandal and impeachment inquiry are. He's shaking. He's shaking. Among those tweets were, was a quote from Fox News contributor Robert Jeffress, an evangelical pastor from Texas, who warned that if Trump were successfully removed from office, civil war would follow. Apocalyptic rhetoric often flows readily from preachers' pulpits and politicians' platforms. Yet this warning of a looming civil war takes on a different meaning when it appears on the president's Twitter feed. God, he tweets like a 12-year-old girl. Not because of the office he holds, but because he regularly packages his over-the-top doomsdaying with specific calls for political violence. He is a president whose words and actions have helped inspired acts of domestic terrorism, like the mass shooting in El Paso in which 22 people were murdered. In an environment in which people have demonstrated a willingness to turn his words into war, this is particularly reckless and threatening. Much of the debate around Trump's tweet has centered on whether he is a dog whistling to violent groups who promote white supremacy or just being sloppy. The burden of the presidency, though, is that it doesn't really matter. When the president invokes violence, 
as in a civil war. He sends encouragement to supporters already mm-hmm. primed to perceive a coming apocalypse. Yep. When you preach to the choir, the choir fucking sings. If you preach a, I mean, Jesus, I'm, he's, he is the worst. He is the worst. Much of the debate around Trump's tweet is centered on whether, oh, I'd already read that part. Um, the, in the world of white power, where a civil war is a race war, the president's words have particular resonance. White power activists have long embraced a form of violent nationalism or violent racism cloaked in nationalism that is always on the lookout for enemies. From Vietnamese immigrants to black churchgoers to, at times, the federal government itself. The idea of a race war as civil war has a long history within the white power movement, most notably in the Turner Diaries, a racist 1978 novel that imagines a race war in which white people defend themselves first through terrorism and militia violence, then through wholesale war. The book helped shaped Oklahoma City bomber Tim McVeigh's terrorism and remains a favorite among the movement of the alt-right today. Promoting the possibility of a civil war could be a dangerous in any case, but at a time when white power terrorism has reemerged as a visible and organized domestic terrorist threat, it is even more irresponsible. Presidents are not responsible for every act of violence that happens on their watch, even those carried out by their supporters. But Trump presents us with something different. Over the past four years, Trump has woven calls for political violence into his speeches and tweets time and time again. On the campaign trail, he said Second Amendment people could take action if his political opponent, Hillary Clinton, got to pick her judges. He encouraged supporters to knock the crap out of protesters. Then pledged to pay their legal fees should they get in trouble for assault. He even channeled his own desire to scrap with protesters, chiding his security guards for being too easy on a protester before adding, I'd like to punch him in the face. Because violence is awesome. And this is a man who is afraid of stairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> because he's a because you bone spurs. Yeah, oh, I can't go to war. war. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, is that a stair? No. Oh. At a rally a month later, a Trump supporter sucker punched a protester. I remember that. Trump has continued to encourage violence through his presidency as when he spoke before police officers in 2017 and told them, quote, please don't be too nice to the, quote, thugs they arrest. Trump's ex, which is, God, that guy, he's just, every time, I'm like, he's worse and worse and worse. Trump's exhortations to violence are not new, but they are almost certain to increase in the weeks and months ahead as the impeachment inquiry advances. Painted into a corner, his presidency under threat, Donald Trump will do what he has done in the past, double down on appeals to his base and attacks on his enemies. And since those enemies are targeted and specific, they are especially dangerous. You think? I know if you say a civil war, you fucking piece of dog shit. All you do is say that racism is back. The civil war was over racism. If you're saying we're going to have a civil war, you're evoking racism. And treason. You're evoking... It's, it, it makes me so, I'm not, a, I'm the least racist person I know, except that when you evoke civil war, you're talking about, right? The last civil war we had was over racism. Oh, I wasn't actually technically, it was more over treason. The slavery thing came second because the fact of like the taxes and what have right. you, but it's, it is treason. So anyone that does have that Confederate flag, that they're a patriot. They really need to read a fucking book. 
they don't know the how to co- read. The, the Confederacy our education system is the shit. The, it was it was about treason. You took you're treasonous against a, the a United States of America when you start your own yeah, so, country. Yeah, California, rise up. Let's be treasonous. Let's turn into our own country. Well, Cali- well we're already suing the government. I think like we have at least over sixty lawsuits to this administration. God, so dude, he's the worst. We can't be treasonous anyway. We they need us. Our economy. It is, it is especially dangerous. In in recent days, he has appeared obsessed with treason and spying. <laughs> he changed the whistleblower in the Ukraine case with both, and Monday morning suggested that Adam Schiff, chair of the House Intelligence Committee, oh, yeah. should be arrested this, for this treason. Fucked up. Look over here, look over here. It's not me. Look over Dist- here. Distraction. He's a fictional character. Um, that is not a neutral statement coming from the president of the United States. It's alarming on its own, given the seriousness of a treason charge. But it also does not exist in a bubble. Last week at a private event, Trump inti- in- intimated that anyone who shared information with the whistleblower was treasonous spy and alluded darkly to consequence. You know what we, we used, used to, to do, do in the, the old days, days when we were smart, right? With spies and treason, right? We used to handle them a little differently than we do now. You know what that means? That's called execution. Well, we did. Ethel, poor Ethel Rosenberg. Yeah, we, we would execute to, them. We used to execute them. That's what it President means. Trump may not explicitly be calling for the murder of his political enemies, but he has stepped right up to the line. Calling for political violence is reason enough to remove Trump from office, although it's unlikely to appear in the articles of impeachment. It is, in fact, why the impeachment inquiry is so serious and why Congress must approach it with real focus and care. As the danger of his presidency grows, Trump will escalate his rhetoric, making America less safe every day he remains in office. So you fucking soft ass Democrats better not back down on this. I mean, he like he's he's calling to violence. And that was actually call, a good a article, call, CNN. Yeah, thanks, CNN. You're doing something kind of right, uh, I guess. I love this picture they have of him with the uh, <laughs> Trump's civil war tweet is bad. This other tweet may be unconstitutional. I'm like, what is he saying? Somebody get this guy on a leash. And what? The, here's the what thing. are you? Why are you afraid Where of are the Republicans? Hey, Republicans! This mad dog on a leash is ruining our country. What are you doing, Republicans? Stand up. Have a fucking spine. Say enough is enough. Say he is a crazy mad dog. He is. Ar- 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 He's ready to bite. We're all. You know what's so sad? Do is... Do you want this, Republicans? You want you want this? This they, is what you're do. okay with? They're okay with it. The reason why? Because they're worried about losing their seats next year. Because if you realize the the Republican Party has gone full Trump support. Like I think he's starting to lose a little bit of supporters. He's definitely lost the majority of independents. But these Republicans in a lot of these red districts are still holding on to this guy's small balls for some reason because they're so worried about losing their seats seats to the constituents, knowing damn well everything that he's doing is unconstitutional and it's going to be for the worse. Like this, here's here's some of them. This is, these are his tweets. Let's see if I can do his voice. Like every American, I deserve to meet my accuser, especially when this accuser, this so-called whistleblower, represented a perfect conversation with a foreign leader in a totally inaccurate and fraudulent way. Then Schiff made up what I actually said by lying to Congress. 
continuing in another tweet. His lies were made in perhaps the most blatant and sinister manner ever seen in the great chamber. He wrote down and read terrible things and then said it was from the mouth of the president of the United States. I want Schiff questioned at the highest level for fraud and treason. So that's what he... You can't arrest him or have have him interrogated for doing his the, job the relevant part of the u.s constitution is known as the speech and debate clause it says for any speech or debate in either house members of congress shall not be questioned in any other place this clause serves various purposes principally to protect the independence and integrity of the legislative branch by protecting against executive or judicial intrusions into the protected legislative sphere wrote todd garvey the congressional research service i have no idea what that means um, English, motherfucker. The president of the United States accusing a member of Congress of treason is literally unconstitutional and pre- presumptively impeachable. Imagine this was happening in another country. It would signify a massive breakdown. You'd expect someone to fix it. And if not, you'd worry a lot. This is Paul Musgrave who wrote that. I mean, uh, this morning, Trump followed up with another tweet about shift, this time asking, arrest for treason? Everything he's, everything he's saying and doing is treasonous. Representative Adam Schiff illegally made up a fake and terrible statement, pretending it to be mine as the most important part of my call to the Ukrainian president and read it aloud to Congress and the American people. It bore no relationship to what I said on the call. Arrest for treason. The Schiff tweets have been overshadowed by Trump's subsequent mention of civil war. Many of the insisting that Trump was threatening to start one. Yes, he is. And has violated a law against inciting rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States. That is worth impeachment, too. Here's uh, Josh Marshall says. So today, Trump threatened a whistleblower, accused one more of his top Nat Rex sec aides of being spies demanded a house chair be interrogated on suspicion of treason and threatened to form a civil war if he is removed from office. The president didn't directly threaten to start a civil war, of course, nor to make an actual attempt to incite one yet. But Trump even broaching it as a possibility is disturbing and provides yet more evidence of his truly twisted, selfish way of looking at things. Technically, he incited, but he did not state we will have one there's there's a different do they know the definition of that when you say that's more inciting a civil war i mean he meant he said the words civil war that's bad that's bad that's kind of like he didn't state like we are going to have one but he incited yeah he said he said that he 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 talked he said it could happen he's talking but that's the thing is that when you say things that makes them real if you thought it's real it's a threat wouldn't it and he wrote it down and that's real. I, I mean, like, wouldn't that be more of a threat? It's, it isn't it? The, well, so the president didn't directly threaten to start a civil war, but he, you know, it's he's obliquely mentioning it. Even by Trump standards, this is a remarkably irresponsible tweet, said National Review's David French of the Civil War quote. The impeachment inquiry should focus on not just the abuse of power, but also fitness for office. This is repugnant. And that's the thing. You can impeach a president for any uh, actions unbefitting of a president. So I would say just just the mere concept of him tweeting eighty times, it's like you thirsty bitch, get off it. Well, threatening, like don't bother the people. Well, Why you? Who tweets eighty times unless they're like, <laughs> right? 
It's a, that's, that's a lot a, of Adderall. That's a, that's a thirsty. That's a lot of speed. Like, I mean, how many times are you trying to say that it wasn't? It's like he's creating his own fiction. But he also, too, I mean, even with his past treats, like some of the things that he said to the squad and what have you before like going back to your own, own country um he threatened uh Ilion omar you know not not uh, he obliquely didn't, like, he obliquely threatened her. he obliquely he doesn't know the word where, oblique though yeah like, where to like now she has bodyguards and stuff and she still has shit. death threats and stuff i mean he shit. obliquely is trying to state uh trying to cause a civil war he obliquely is trying to um, get a political opponent arrested, Adam Schiff. This is crazy. This is this is a tweet from Will Wilkinson of the Nika Niskan Center. This is what he wants from you, Republicans. He literally wants you to fight and die in a bloody civil conflict to bail him out of mm-hmm. the mile deep mine shaft he's dug with a lifetime of bottomless corruption. That's mm-hmm. how he sees your life, yeah. a human shield for him, worthless well, in itself. I, I, yeah, he thinks we're worthless to him. We're not real people. We're worthless. Yeah, we're little we're the dollar peasants. bills. We're, we're the peasants. Yeah, we're we're workers. We're dollar bills in his pocket. We're buying things. Our labor. He wants to own our labor. And then the, his cult following. Thor's. Those are his little soldiers that will do the dirt for him. Yeah. And as well as the Republican Party who will bow down to him. I don't understand why the poor Republicans. They don't understand the-, <laughs> the people who are actually working that lost. Okay, so I have a buddy who's in local six she's an electrician she's amazing and i looked at her <coughs> i looked at her shoes her boots <coughs> sorry spit down the wrong pipe jesus <laughs> i looked at her boots and they're like falling apart her steel toe boots and i was like geez you need a new pair of boots and she's like they're fucking expensive and trump fucked us so you can't write off your oh yeah outfits anymore for on your so, taxes on your right. taxes so when you buy a pair of 500 dollars work boots you used to be able to write those off and now you can't do that because trump fucked you the, because yeah, he, the tax he cut. literally went to the to the workers of america and he said fuck your face your clothes that you have to buy for your job that are expensive carharts are not cheap yo like work clothes work boots people that have to buy um what are they called uniforms None of that is covered anymore. None of it is tax deductible. And so, hey, Republicans in Missouri that work for, you know, local 581, you don't, your tools, you nope, can't, write, that can't write it off anymore. And that's Not what as I'm a saying. Bis- as a, it's, it's, I don't, that's what, oh, it just drives me fucking and crazy. these are the people that are going to stand up. These are the people that are going to stand up and fight in his civil war. Exactly. Like, I hate those black people. I can't stand them colors in those faggots. Because it's their, it's well, these crazy colors. It's all their fault. The Negroes and they're they're killing the white race and the women's with the abortions need to stop. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, just like abortions, you ain't you ain't gonna have no steel toe boots because you ain't gonna be afford to get anymore. This is I can't do. I'm not gonna. Don't think I'm gonna be able to do my abortion joke anymore because I'm starting early onset menopause. You can still do your abortion joke. I mean, I just have to lie and say that I'm not. Yeah, you can still do your abortion joke. That, that okay. ain't nobody's business. That's true. I don't you still look got, 45. No, you don't. No, you still Good. got an egg. I still got, <laughs> there's some eggs in there. There's not some waves. I mean, but it's, it. I'm really glad that I didn't have kids because they'd have to be 
going through this right now. They would be now. asking questions, but not... Well, mommy, daddy, I'm scared. Are we going to civil war? Or mommy, mommy, how are we just going to ima- I'm just imagining... Mommy, mommy, why are you a single mom and where are your tax breaks? Mommy, mommy, why doesn't anyone respect your labor? Just imagine, like, if you're a mom in the suburbs, anywhere, suburbs USA, because you are going to have some of those little Trump little asshole kids because their parents. Imagine, like, some of the conversations, like, little eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, and ten-year-olds, they're having conversations probably like us. Yeah. Yeah. um, In their own terminology, of course. And there are some of the kids, you know, that are divided by the fact of, like, this kid's a Trump supporter, so he doesn't like me, or I'm being bullied by a Trump supporter because <laughs> I'm black, or I'm really scared. We're, we're just changing the words Trump supporter with racist. We're just like, I, I guess that's we're just what sort of would, interchanging the words. I mean, when you think about the red hat is like the new clown pointy or clan pointy hat. Maybe. I mean, you don't, you don't have to Are wear your sheets. Are there that many of them though? Am I just blind because I live in San Francisco? I don't realize that there are so many red hat wearing racist Trump supporting motherfuckers. Is that what's happening? There's a lot of them. I mean, we, there's less of them than us. There's only 30%. Yeah, so then how is he still in office? How did he get there? What is happening? Uh, electoral college. Electoral but yeah, also, college. too, I'm also... Which is also based on racism and back in the Civil War and that stuff. So that Because black people weren't people. They were like, how do we uh, kind of count the black people but not really count the black people? And plus, I that? think the electoral has something to do with uh, during the Reconstruction because, mind you, that was when um, black men were able to take office um, especially like in Mississippi, but they stopped that shit. I wonder why we don't have more black people in. We do. We do now. We have more we black people now. in now, but I mean, wouldn't it be, I mean, what would our const, what would our Congress look like if it literally was the demographics of the United States and then and I even say this is radical I think kids should be in there too I think there should be children I think there should be delegates for children I think there should be I I think I don't I don't think that I think there should be kind of some like I don't know if there is some kind of internship for high schoolers or maybe junior high schoolers like to maybe intern for a summer or what have you. I think their voices should be heard. You know, I I do too. And they're actually, there's the movement right now. You have the sunrise movement, which is the kids that are for, uh, against the the climate change. Those are all teenagers. You still have, um, what's that? Greta. She's the 16 year old. She lowered her carbon footprint and took a boat. (laughs) <laughs> to get here to talk about climate change she, she's 16 yeah i forgot Greta, she's like i have autism and ocd that's why i'm just doing things all the time she has uh was oh i almost said hamburgers asperger's asperger's yeah, yeah. um and then you she's have, on the autistic spectrum that's you have the kids saying. from the parkland high school that are like trying to fight the nra so actually it's a lot of there are a lot of teenagers and young adults who are doing it kids too there were kids at the climate they should be getting um there's like school children they're at the climate uh protests last week so that was really that felt really motivating too so get i i yes i do think think about this we took the congress so what we have how many million how many how many people do we have in the united states I don't I, I, have, I actually have no idea. I, I don't know. Up. But if we took the actual like breakdown, so and we said if, if we grouped people and said, all right, we have this many women, we have this many Afro-Amer- Af- African-American 
women and men and we've My got African this many Americans. We but it yeah, but if we <laughs> if we broke it down and literally had everyone represented from their sort of groups, what would it look like? I mean, there wouldn't be very many white people there, which would be well, that's what they're so worried we, about with when I keep saying 2040, well, um, because white people will be that mar- minority. So what's so white scary people, about that? I don't understand why it's so fucking scary. Because you're not one of the disillusional racist fucks that are going to be like, I'm going to lose all my privilege. I'm going to lose all my power. Good. Or, or some of them also think the fact of like, Wait a minute. So if there's less of us and more of them, they're probably going to do what we did to them. Oh. There's that fear. We huh. don't do that. That's, that's, we a, don't, that's an unjustified fear. Yeah, that, but we're, we're not those kind of people. Though we could take action, but we're not going to. Well, I mean, we all need to start taking action now. This is very scary. I'm very scared about this civil war. I've, I've been saying it for, this is silly because I've been saying it for a long time that civil war is coming. And I, and I always mean it in sort of a hyperbolic, apocalyptic future silly talk kind of way but this is real it's, i know i mean there i bet you right now in someone's trailer park they're 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 getting their machine guns and stuff like i'm really worried about the fact of like since these tweets and he's so heightened up his fucking cult yeah there i there is going to be another white supremacist mass shooting and again, well, when are we not having one? We, I mean, we had one last week. We had one in El Paso. I mean, when is it not? I mean, but here's the thing. As a black person, I've always learned to live in fear because mm-hmm. white supremacy has always been a terrorist threat yeah. to us. Yeah, sure. So uh, welcome. It's a domestic terrorist threat. Yeah, absolutely. well, welcome to the party, you guys. I'm glad you all came. Now now you feel our pain a little bit. It's some scary shit. It is. And I, the, I won't go to big things. I, I didn't go to Folsom Street Fair. I won't go to Gay Pride. I'm afraid that some extremist is going to come in and and do a Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean the day after the El Paso and the Dayton, Ohio shooting, uh, what was that in July or August? I went, we went to the free concert at Stern Grove, oh. and you, before you could just go and walk in and you be willy nilly and sit anywhere you want. Yeah. No, they were checking purses and stuff, and at the um, Chase, the new Chase Auditorium. Yeah, yeah. You can only carry a certain size bag, right, and it has to be clear, right? Something like that. It's like plastic or, clear if you bring it in. Or you have to pay $10 for them to, to check, check your in your bag. bag. Yeah, 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 because yeah. of... Because we're all scared. Because, because, because everything trickles down. Because if the highest office in the land is a racist, bigoted pile of dog shit, that is what happens. That's what we are. That is, he is our leader. And this is very scary. And... We can't let this be another Hitler. We can't be the Germans. We can't suddenly go, did we, were we part of, we had, we had, we had work camps. We had, we had, we had extermination camps. What? I'm just German. What? Oh, that's what the fuck happened. That's the kids down at the border. We have extermination camps right now. We have children in cages. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're damn near, but like I said, this is to me, this is nothing new. It's just now Finally, it's affecting everybody. Well, we tried to, tried to tell we you. We tried to tell you. We tried to tell you. This is the other thing is, who the fuck has time to tweet 80 times when you're the president of the motherfucking United States? Why do you have time? You tweeted 80 times How in two you? days. What else are you doing? What else are you thinking about? Aren't you supposed to be running our fucking country? And instead, you tweet 80 times about, That's... I'm trying to cover myself. 
just step down, dude. You know what? Be fucking Nixon. Be fucking Nixon. He's not and that step courage. down. He's not be courageous. Don't be a coward. Don't let them take you out, man. You're a fuckbag and you suck, 45, but be graceful and step down. Don't start a civil war because of your ego. Your ego is going to start a civil war for the rest. Like, give me a break. So this is. In between his busy schedule of making unconstitutional statements and walking the line on inciting violence, Trump took time this weekend to highlight the thoughts of randos who dislike the same people as he dislikes. Oh and uh, Trump, but about Shark's parody account. Oh, God. He actually showed up. So here's the thing. Why is he spending so much time on Twitter instead of running our fucking country? I am really so. Want, do you really want him to run the country, though? Well, I, I mean, mean, either way, we're fucked. How about just sit in a room with people and do something? But instead, play you're, with you, blocks. Instead, play with blocks. <laughs> instead, you're on. You're playing with your phone, and you're going to randos. You're going to, and you're really posting on people's stuff. This is this is this is crazy. This is funny to me. Wait, the Trump apparently hates sharks. So this does some word. Uh, oh, so let's do some word replacement on his tweets and make them about sharks. <laughs> That's what they had. The president of the United States retweeted a parody account that makes fun of him for disliking sharks. So he's sitting there retweeting. He's trying to find more followers. He's building his fiction right now. He's building his army. He's building his army. But this is all... He's using this social media to this is crazy. See, I'll tell you I'll give him this much credit. He's a dumb motherfucker, but he is smart at promoting and getting people riled up and deflection. He's he's good at those three things. He's still a dumb fuck. I mean, but he he's playing with people like i i think his um his old lawyer uh cohen not this guy not the one that um went to jail for him but he was cohen i forgot i think that's his last name but he actually used to work with um um with the 1950s why am i blanking uh, the uh, McCarthyism. McCarthy. Yeah, he was the red herring. Yeah, communism is a red his herring. His old old lawyer Cohen used to work with McCarthy and was there during the McCarthy trial. Wow. So that is how he learned some of this bullshit well, from his old old lawyer. Communism is not dangerous. It is to capitalism, but it's not. I mean, you can be. Bernie's got a plan, man. The Green New Deal is a real plan. It's really, it's really would work. I, I mean, but it, it just, it changes the power structure so that, but then we have to go back to but how much fear. money do you really need? That's the thing it really comes down to. The rich people are worried about not being as rich, but how much do you need? Do you need a gold plated toothbrush and toilet? And do you need, why do you need, like, but, what is this luxury that you clamor for? But I think the fact of the matter is just like, you know, Commun American. I don't think Americans know the difference. Like the reason why I brought up McCarthy and Cohen, because they were the ones that struck a fear here in the early '50s about communists. When they weren't communists, they were just people who were free thinking. They were artists or what have yeah. you. And they were some of them were starting kind of the early steps of the civil rights movement. And they were they were poets and what have you. You can't have free thinkers like that. 
so they had to get rid of them but they struck a fear this is the same kind of fear that he's using those steps that he learned from cohen whose lawyer his old old sure, lawyer sure, sure. who worked with mccarthy Oof. that's a connection this y'all. is the new york times kind of a opinion piece section uh he this guy says it doesn't matter that we're not on the brink of a civil war. The threat as outlined by the right-wing media is intended to inspire fear in liberals and conservatives alike. For conservatives, it's the notion that Democrats will stop at nothing to get rid of Mr. Trump and will marshal the forces of the deep state to right the wrongs of the 2016 election. For liberals, it is a warning. Don't push church-going, gun-loving conservatives too far or there'll be dangerous consequences. The right's civil war fantasy has roots in a long-held fear that liberal policies will lead to tyranny. It's the logic behind AM radio rants about gun grabs, black helicopters, and FEMA death camps. (laughs) That's some George W. Bush era stuff, too. (laughs) Civil war rhetoric increased sharply during the Obama administration, led in part Mm -hmm. by anti-government radicals like Clive and Bundy. In 2014, the conservative radio host Michael Savage released a book, How to Stop the Coming Civil War, which argued that Obama's election to presidency in 2008 might represent the final nail in the coffin of freedom. Uh-oh, a black guy's running the country, God! That's what that is. What began as trollish shorthand for increasing political polarization has gone mainstream, thanks to a cottage industry that makes money by deepening partisan divisions. In the fall of 2017, alt-right YouTubers and websites began circulating a conspiracy theory that anti-fascist protesters were, as one site phrased it, planning to kill every single Trump voter, conservative, and gun, over, gun owner. That's false. At various protests across the country, the baseless rumor was first promoted by obscure YouTube accounts that summer and spread across Facebook groups with breathless posts and memes. It was amplified by conspiracy sites like Alex Jones's Infowars and mm. September. That September. Right. Infowars is a rich history of predicting imminent civil wars. By late October 2017, pro-Trump blogs joined in. The Gateway Pundit, a blog frequently linked to by the Drudge Report, posted a story with a headline suggesting millions of Antifa soldiers will behead all white parents. The piece was based on a satirical tweet from an account unaffiliated with the anti-fascist movement. It's this is all fake news. Fake news, fake this news. Is, this is fake news. This is this is our president creating fake news. This is our president spinning fake news. But this is also the internet and th- this is different from like other times when we had to go through this because now you have his loyalists even going back to the judge uh, the george w bush era you had people like on fox news and online and that have youtube channels that would spark up these scary s- scenarios that were lies the internet is killing us yeah the internet is Be- killing and us. the thing is things you move need- too fast yeah the thing is you need you pe- like youtube goes after the wrong people they usually what's going on because i have a youtube channel myself they've been youtube's going after black commentators rather than the alt-right people and then taking their channels down mm. facebook after the 2016 elections some of the so some of the uh, the fake stories and the fake photos yeah. that they you know it gets spread around yeah it gets spread around they have not controlled that yet yeah so you have these companies and Google not really doing anything about it as well. Right, They're, right. I've, I've heard this debate that Facebook and Google, they should stand up and YouTube and should say, we, we won't let there be hate speech. We'll take down and fake news. Yeah, we'll- the, yeah, because honestly, it's when, what's his face, that robot, uh, uh, what's his 
name from Facebook? The CEO, Robot Man, Robot Boy. He had, you know, uh, he has a beautiful house up by Dolores Park. He does have a beautiful house. Yeah, he's got um, like a whole compound up there. You know who we talk about? He got the hospital. I want to call right him like Zuckerman, Zuckerberg, Zuckerfuck. Yeah, Zucker, Zuckerberg, 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 Zuckerman. Yeah, whatever. Zuckerman. Yeah. Rich well, kid. rich kid, rich boy, boy wonder. Well, when he went to Congress last year and they were trying to ask him about like, you know, the 2016 and some of the fake news and the Russian brats, he honestly said that, well, we are not a journalist. Uh, we're not a, we're not a station. We're not a journal, uh, a journalistic. Oh, interesting. Thing. So, yeah. I mean, that was kind we of how fake news. I mean, that's the thing. Facebook is Facebook and Instagram is fake news about yourself. It's look at this filter. Let me do this. But look it's at not my even pictures. about ourselves anymore. Perfect life. People yeah. post things oh, and sure, like, you sure. know, people, people, infiltra- yeah. people infiltrate the propaganda and get it spread to the masses. Sure, just like sure. the Pizzagate thing. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. Hillary Clinton. Did you hear yeah, about I, that? Yeah. That she was running a child sex ring in a pizza store. People believed that. Sure. They did. Of course they did. Why not? It's and, ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's like all this stuff is ridiculous. I it, believe that Norway was going to change their name to a shithole country. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. Shithole. 100%. Hook, line, and sinker. It's like, it's like, of course they are. You mentioned this weeks ago about the onion and oh. how you said the onion doesn't even need to write this stuff anymore. No, it's onion, just all it's there, all there for you. It's, it's real. Uh, rarely is the order for civil battle, civil war actually spelled out. Where would the opposing armies gather to train? Twitter? How would the opposing how would they pick opposing uniform colors? MAGA and knit uh, pussy hats are terrible camouflage. Uh, which side gets nuclear arsenal? I assume we will draw biodegradable paper straws. Kurt Schlichter, a town hall writer for the, an occasional Fox newscast, tackled the, t- tackled the topic in a column titled, Why Democrats Would Lose the Second Civil War Too. The article read like fan fiction including instructions for how hunters in Wisconsin might take down military tanks. They ambush and fuel the ammo trucks. Oh, they'll wait till the gunner pops the hatch and take a leak and put a 30 round blah, 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 blah. Anyways, he was being, yeah, he's being where coy. will we train? You know, liberals aren't soft. We're just not murderers. Progressives aren't soft either. We just don't want to kill people for fun. I mean, okay, here's, here's, here's one thing I love about Kamala, right? She has this. She asked Twitter. She said, hey, Twitter. I'm right down the street, too. She's asked Twitter. Kamala Harris asked Twitter to suspend Donald Trump's for a civil okay. war. Because you've been suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Latoya, the sheriff of truth, is too, like, offensive. And yeah, she, she I calls guess too many people coons or whatever. I didn't call her a coon, so... <laughs> Okay, I'm on. I'm. I'm with you on this, Kamala. I'm still not supporting you. Right, but 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 but. Why can't I didn't we know take about down this. his Twitter account? That I did not know about. If they're going to suspend your Twitter account for racist stuff, they can't take down his. I didn't say anything racist. No, you didn't. I know. And it's opinion and it's fine. I just said to Candace Owens, because she got fired from uh, Turning Point USA, I said, it looks like you lynched your career. And you got suspended. I got suspended for that. Because a black woman told another black woman that you lynched your career. Ooh. Ooh. So she felt threatened. And so... She, so, so you were suspended for I how many days? For a month? For about a week or so. Uh, can we suspend Donald Trump for a month? This is pretty big. Like, let's suspend him. It... 
it's kind of a threat. Yeah, you got to read this. I'm interested. California senator. And she's a lawyer. She's an attorney. So she's, she's, she's badass. California senator and 2020 presidential candidate Kamala Harris has formally asked Twitter to suspend President Donald Trump's account following Trump's attacks on a whistleblower and its claim that impeachment would start a civil war. In an open letter to Twitter... CEO Jack Dorsey, Harris says Trump has used Twitter to target, harass, and attempt to out the person who filed an explosive complaint about Trump pressuring Ukraine to dig up dirt on the rival candidate Joe Biden. Trump has been tweeting angrily about the complaint for several days now. Harris cites multiple messages where he calls the whistleblower a spy, as well as a tweet where he calls to arrest Representative Adam Schiff, who helped lead the investigation into Trump's actions for fraud and treason. Offline, Trump has arguably insinuated that the whistleblower should be executed for spying, something Harris says makes his tweets more threatening. (laughs) These tweets should be placed in the proper context, she writes. Around the same time, Trump quoted a Fox News claim that if the Democrats successful in removing the president from office, which they will never be, it will cause a civil war-like fracture in this nation from which our country will never heal. Which Harris also notes, these tweets represent a clear and a clear intent to baselessly discredit the whistleblower and officials in our government who are following the proper channels to report allegations of presidential impropriety, all the while making blatant threats that put people at risk and our democracy in danger, she writes. Good girl. Mm-mm-mm. Twitter told The Verge that it has received the letter and plans to respond to Harris's concerns however it won't cert- it's almost certainly won't suspend trump's account the platform allows politicians with sufficient number of followers to break its rules no. asserting that it's in the public interest for users to see the tweets that's wrong it reserves the right to flag particularly bad tweets but it's never reached the point that point with trump despite previous controversies right. in 2017 it called it cited public interest to justify letting Trump threaten war against North Korea in a tweet, although it did later delete Trump video that included copyrighted music from a Batman film. It's unclear how Twitter is generally policing veiled threats of civil war. The company told BuzzFeed that it wouldn't remove a tweet from a prominent militia group claiming the idea of full-blown hot civil war was increasingly on people's tongues. Like its competitor Facebook, the social network is struggling to moderate threatening political language on its platform without being seen as taking an ideological stance, something Harris is attempting to highlight, if not necessarily change with her letter. Let's look at her letter. See, this is why she's better as a senator or attorney, like not attorney general, but senator. I like her as a senator. She's a smart lady. She is. I'll give her that. Uh, Inbox, Kamala Harris pens formal letter to Jack Dorsey asking him to kick Trump off of Twitter, writing, these are blatant threats. We need a civil society, not a civil war. Oh. So uh, she wrote Jack it to Dorsey's such Mr. a Mr. Jack Dorsey, chief executive officer, Twitter, 1355 Market Street, Suite 900, San Francisco, California. Let's go. It's right down the street for me. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dorsey, I write to call your attention to the activity that Trump has been engaging in I want to. I want to read this. Um, I write. Oh, this is. From I write to call your attention to the activity that President Trump has engaged on his Twitter account, which appears to violate the terms of the user agreement that your company requires all users on the platform to adhere to. Twitter's user agreement specifically states that users quote may not engage in the targeted harassment of someone or incite other people to do so, which includes violence against an individual or a group of people. Furthermore. 
the agreement states that the platform considers abusive behavior as an attempt to harass, intimidate, or silence someone else's voice, and that it it prohibits the glorification of violence. In recent days, President Trump published the following tweets from his Twitter account to target, harass, and attempt to out the whistleblower who set forth credible allegations that the president has abused his power by urging a foreign government to investigate a domestic political rival. He has tweeted, September 27th, Sounding more, sounding more and more like a so-called whistleblower isn't a whistleblower at all. In addition, all secondhand information that provided to be so inaccurate that there may not be, that there may not have been even been somebody else, a leaker or spy, feeding it to him or her, a partisan operative. Like every American, I deserve to meet my accuser, especially when this accuser, the so-called whistleblower, represented a perfect conversation with the foreign leader in a totally inaccurate and fraudulent way. These tweets should also be placed in proper context, where the president has compared the whistleblower to a spy who may have committed treason and further implied the punishment of that should be death. The dictionary term of spy is a person who is employed by one nation to secretly convey classified information of strategic importance to another nation. This is what the president is accusing the whistleblower of being. She's so good. She's so smart. Besides targeting the whistleblower, the president has also attempted to target the individual who may have relayed or provided information to the whistleblower, tweeting. This weekend. In my... In addition, I want not only to meet my accuser who presented second and third hand information, uh, all caps, but also the person who illegally gave this information, which was largely incorrect to the whistleblower. This person was spying on, was this person spying on the U.S. president? Spying in all caps. Big consequences. President Trump has also published the following tweets targeting House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff. Representative Adam Adam Schiff illegally made up a fake and terrible statement, pretended it to be mine as the most important part of my call to the Ukrainian president and read it aloud to the Congress and the American people. It bore no relationship to what I said on the call. Arrest for treason. Another one on September 29th. I want Schiff questioned at the highest level for fraud and treason. These are all exactly what... This is all this weekend. Furthermore, President Trump also published the following tweet suggesting that violence could be incited should Congress issue formal articles of the impeachment. Okay, I've read this a a million times. These are blatant threats. We need a civil society, not a civil war. These tweets represent a clear intent to baselessly discredit the whistleblower and officials in our government who are following the proper channels to report allegations of presidential impropriety, all the while making blatant threats that put our people at risk and our democracy in danger. In the past, Twitter has banned or suspended people who have violated its user agreement. InfoWars host Alex Jones was permanently banned from the platform in 2018 for spreading disinformation and inciting violence. Disgraced hedge fund manager Martin Schrecki and actor James Woods were both suspended from their Twitter for using it as a platform to harass and spread hateful messages. I believe the president's recent tweets rise to the level of that... Twitter should consider suspending his account. Others have had their accounts suspended for less abuse, offensive behavior. Me. <laughs> and when this, and when this kind of abuse is being spewed from the most powerful office in the United States, the stakes are too high to do nothing. No user, regardless of their job, wealth, or stat- stature, in the, should be exempt from abiding Absolutely. by Twitter's user agreement. Not even the president of the United States. That Sincerely, is sincerely. Kamala Harris. We need a woman in the White House. She, she, uh, she's on point with this one. See, this is why she's going to be a great. She's a great senator. She's great. She's a great senator. I, I, I just don't want her as a president. 
No, but I don't. But, it'll never happen because, as I learned in the 2016 election, only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. So it doesn't matter. There's but no way this really should, hates black women. But everyone, <laughs> what would we learn in 2020 <laughs> that everyone really hates black well, women? We'll see what happens with Warren. I'm. We'll see. Yeah. She's she's up next to uh, Biden. That's great. So we'll see. Let's Knock go, on Liz. wood. But that would be the. But here's the scary thing. Just before we go. If one of the Democrats does win, I still think we're in a lot of trouble once he gets out of office. You know why? Because his cult following. Because he's been inciting. Because he's his cult following is inciting riots. Yeah. Can't we shut them down? Oh wait, they're the ones with the guns. (laughs) We got guns too. Yeah, I know, but mostly like the NRA and the yeah. They need to. Let me not say that. I might get blocked. I know. Be on careful. IG, yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun today. We yeah. learned a lot we about what's a... going on. I know what's going on in the world again. That's good. We get to go to work after this yeah. and be around drunk, privileged people. I get to I get to headline tonight at the Black Horse. So oh, come on out. Do some comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do, yeah. I, 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 things have been good lately. I've been getting booked a lot. Uh, hey, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Apply now. Give us money. There it is. Oh, yeah. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, for some more disturbing stuff. For more disturbing news on the coming apocalypse. Yay! Peace out, suckers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. And I drove it up here. And I started but to do some thinking. And I ended on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Just big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good to see I am a total Colonel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Nine months ago, a small, hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October Fourth with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gut 